0: everybody fuck off in three, two, one,
1: hey kids, welcome to I believe this is episode sixteen of c so dude podcast uh coming at you from our bedroom.
0: We should definitely uh get more mics and have people on,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: um, I don't know, I mean, maybe.
1: Most people suck. Well, we did try that one time to do a podcast (laughs) with a third person, and there was a lot of problems with uh, microphones and just
0: content as a whole. Well, because... Uh, It's just so difficult when we're... Like, we usually get by on the scrappiness of our equipment and our setup. Yeah. Despite how professional this actually is, everybody.
1: Uh, if you guys could see the setup behind the cameras, you guys would be impressed. Be very <laughs> impressed.
0: <laughs> Uh, but we, uh, you can't really like skim out on like microphones for each person and all that shit. It's just, you know, I don't know, but it'd be interesting to have more people come on Taha and Connor are bitter about their episode never airing.
1: But there it was, was just a, audio. It was just audio. There's like, the, well, I kind of want to even get rid of the first couple episodes of the podcast because they're like two and a half hours long and we weren't like really good at podcasting yet.
0: No, but we shouldn't get rid of them. Just leave them. You can watch the first episode of Joe Rogan's still.
1: Yeah, but, but like, like I don't like it because when people like search for c Dude podcast or like go on the podcast site, like the first one they listen to is like the first one.
0: That's how it goes. No, it should be the, like, aren't the most recent at the top of your page? Not in the playlist. I don't really
1: know. I don't really know, to be honest with you. I should probably know those things. And maybe if there's a a way for me to, like, change it so, like, the most recent one shows up at the top of, like, a search result or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Andre wanted to come on, and we want to have him on, but the only way we would be able to do it is if... You know we didn't have baby dicks if we yeah, <laughs> if we didn't have baby dicks then he could come on but unfortunately we do baby dicks are us um, <laughs> so yeah so sorry Andre it's gonna be a little bit um but yeah, but having people on is a little difficult especially if no one's ever done like an interview or like a show like this like like I said before we were bad at this when we first started why? You and I, I feel like are able to do it so quick- i mean everyone we talk to when they see our interactions, they're always very intrigued about our relationship just because we've known each other for so long, and even besides just knowing each other for so long, it's just like we have a we have an interesting dynamic. people have said that, so we were able sure. to adjust pretty quickly I mean but it's other just people- like I
0: don't know, man, in general, like you're just talking you have somebody that you can banter with for mm-hmm. 20 minutes it'll work out i'm sure that there's people that have watched this like that we went to high school with that are just that think that we ain't shit oh. and they'll watch it and they'll just be like oh, they'll show it to people just to talk shit
1: don't get me wrong <laughs> i know there's people out there I mean, cause who like, shit on this podcast i mean
0: because there's people there's people that we went to high school with that like make music or like make youtube videos or whatever that we talk shit on and we show them to people just to talk shit and like when it comes down to it you're just adding views to what the fuck you're yeah you're hating on but like yeah
1: it's fun it's like that but it's okay it's like that video like that friday song by what's her face the Uh, girl with the annoying carly ray jepson yeah i feel like the reason that song blew up wasn't because it's not a good song i feel like the reason it it's catchy Yes, but, like, I think it's so bad that that's how it got that many views. I think everyone did exactly that. They're like, look yeah, how dude, shitty I remember, this song is. I remember is.
0: being in seventh grade when that song came out. Was that seventh grade? Yeah. Because I was in Miss D. Francesco's math class. And, Shut out Miss uh, D. Francesco. <laughs> and everybody was talking about how, like, that girls' parents were really rich and bought her into, like, a record deal or, like, paid to have it recorded and released or whatever the fuck who knows how truthful that statement is but i just remember like do you know how bad your music has to be for seventh graders to talk shit on it (laughs) and like all of them agree with each other yeah (laughs) like like we're talking about like the the generation of people that like made uh gangnam style like fucking that made
1: dubstep popular yeah (laughs) (laughs) i remember the first time i ever heard skrillex dude Oh my god! That was a that fad was quick and over. Yeah, real fast.
0: Skrillex fucking still produces for a lot of really popular people though, and does a good job of it. Like,
1: what do you mean? I I haven't heard anything by Skrillex in a really. You fucking probably long
0: time. have. He just does a producer on it though, like, yeah. and he won't be like, it's not, it's not like gonna be like, by like by. featured scri- featuring yeah. Skrillex, but he'll like produce. Like Sonny he more. he was on he's on Astro World, I'm pretty sure. With you know, I have Travis not Scott's. listened to
1: Astro World. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. I've heard it's really good.
0: I I mean like well we'll talk I'll, I'll go back to that. There's something I do want to say that, okay. about Travis Scott and everything. But also like uh what else Some, Skrillex just did another song with someone else too. Um Dip I'm pretty sure he's on Vince Staples' record. Uh even though I don't like that record and I just said in the last episode that Vince Staples can go fuck himself. There's a lot of people that like that, that record Vince Staples. It, got, it got, Carl
1: says go fuck yourself. Yeah.
0: And it yeah. Yeah, (laughs) sure. But, like, obviously it's a popular record and he's a popular rapper. Like, Skrillex is still making moves. He's just, you know, we grew out of, like, bangering and shit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, Um, wait for the drop, bro. Just wait
0: for it. What I was going to say about Travis Scott and his album is that, like, my initial, like, desire or I- instinct rather was to be like, oh, it's Travis Scott. I don't really like uh, most modern rappers. I'm just like, I'm probably not going to like it, whatever. Fuck it. Wait, wait. Time out
1: before you continue. Had you listened to Travis Scott's old stuff? Are you or were you just uh, thinking like minimally? Like I not heard like d- oh like I'm not talking like oh his underground stuff that from like <laughs> no, I'm no, talking no. like just had you listened to I Travis mean like Scott a couple singles
0: whole. and I knew that that really popular song Butterfly Effect or whatever the fuck
1: I don't know um, names of his songs
0: uh, Yeah, I mean you'll, you'll I'd know you it would if recognize I heard it. Yeah. it Yeah, um, uh, and I don't really I like Travis Scott's a really really good rapper. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I don't like the auto tune that he does, like, I think it takes away, it pulls you away from, like, how good the lyrics are because I think it sounds very silly. And it kind of takes you away from, like, if he's actually trying to send a message, like, that autotune kind of, like, places him in, like, a, a, like, a, a gimmicky, like, not serious place. For me. Hmm. And I was never, like, I never really, you know, because, like, usually, like, autotune is just kind of used... I don't. Pay, I don't see AutoTune as somebody like trying to put forth a really serious artistic.
1: What about message that song? Hide and seek.
0: That's a vocoder. It's not even AutoTune. Okay,
1: that's fine. That's fine. But you you get my point. And like Travis Scott has that AutoTune turned up so much that it's obvious that he's not just trying to like adjust his vocals a little bit. He's going yeah. for a. Or right. what about? I mean, again, it's not AutoTune, but the singer of the Robert Glasper Experiment. It's not supposed to be sound like a real voice and you know the lyrics especially in hide and seek are very moving and that song is very moving and yeah I well i
0: mean hide and seek's a whole different game because she's playing all those harmonies herself on that keyboard it's not yeah. auto-tune it's yes. the opposite of auto it's like she's doing all of that and but you get my it's point just that so you have nothing else to listen to okay. but despite that that's not my point okay the story Travis Scott, I didn't want to take his music seriously or instinctually. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, fuck it. I don't, I don't, you know, it's lit, but I'm not going to like it. And then uh, I, li- I, I listened, I uh, was drawn to the album because Kevin Parker produced Skeletons. And I love that song. That's probably one you of the- You just love Kevin Parker. Yeah.
1: You just want to suck his dick.
0: Yeah. But like- Kevin Ke- But like- He'll suck it. He, uh- the, I mean, I don't know. It's like a really short song, and the like verse isn't that good or anything like that, but it's you know pretty cool, and it led me to listen to the rest of the album, and then he went on SNL, and Kevin Parker played bass at SNL, and John Mayer played guitar, and I was just like, all right, that's fucking on, sick.
1: Travis Scott went on, and John Mayer played guitar, and, and Kevin, Kevin Parker, Parker played, played bass. I haven't seen that, but that sounds dope. It's cool. I've been listening to the fucking... Um, John Mayer live album that's on Spotify, like, on fucking repeat. Mm-hmm. I've been really getting into live recordings recently. That's cool. That's my new thing.
0: So then, because of that, I started looking into the credits on the album, and on Astroworld, and yeah. uh, I started to, like, consider that part of an artist's talent is kind of, like, selecting and building and auditioning producers and yep and building that team and that roster of people to <coughs> I don't know. It's like like I think that like people that are casting for movies are talented and that they can tell who's gonna be the best roles for what movies and yeah. where and like directors have a vision and directors will be like, Oh, I need this person to play this character because of this. I think when you apply that to like an artist creating an album and maybe like you know kendrick or travis scott or whoever they're not like musicians themselves all that much as far as like they're not going to get open up ableton or logic or pro tools and just be able to like record all of their track all the instruments like Mm -hmm. mix it everything because that's not their that's not their lane they're not like you know super strength and like they don't have a lot of strengths in that but i think the ability to select the people that are gonna do that that get forth the artistic vision that they want is similar to like directing a movie or whatever yeah. and casting a movie and like they deserve credit for being able to do that i mean and they get that credit too like when they win grammys they're not bringing up like the nine people that helped write the song they're going up there by themselves but uh I don't know. I think that there's a huge talent in that. And Travis Scott is fucking, like, a madman when it comes to, like, the f- people that he featured yeah. in that album. I, um, um, I that, stopped. Like, that's why I appreciate it a lot. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I stopped. I stopped looking. I said this when I started, when there was a lot of conversation about, like, Drake and Ghost writers and stuff like that. And especially with pop. I really try. It, it, and I do. I do like when there's an artist who does everything, like Kevin Parker does, record and play every. He plays everything on the Tame Impala albums, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, I have respect for that, but I also stopped looking at um, artists' albums as like, oh, this is all Travis Scott or this is all Drake. It's not. But you can't shame somebody for that. I mean, I also think like. If I start, if I shamed somebody for doing that, I'd be a total fucking hypocrite. Like, cause when I write songs, like we just played that show Saturday, all the songs we played are my songs and I wrote them, but they wouldn't be what they ended up being without all of your input, you know? And like, that's a little bit different than,
0: yeah. Like Joe's baseline on, on, uh, confused or
1: that's my baseline. I told him to play that, I think, unless he's played a different bass line. Either way. Doesn't matter. Like your uh your guitar part in the beginning of Neurological Contortionist, that intro part. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um and like I had Noah playing the Purdy Shuffle and then he's like, I don't think it sounds that good. Um let's change it. Let's do something else. And then he ended up changing it and then it sounded way better, right? And that's where you and I differ a little bit is where I think it's also because I don't I have I haven't been playing piano or i mean i just started playing guitar and like writing music and like melodies and stuff like that i'm more new to it so i don't know if it's that but where you and i differ you you have your songs of like this is what i want you to play like i know what i want the bass line I mean, to sound like i don't like. have
0: anything finished yet but
1: you don't have anything finished but you were saying like when you use the band the school well, Hill collective you're like like we're not gonna it's not gonna be up for interpretation like you're gonna play what I wrote, which well, is fine. It's just different. Than- I feel,
0: well, yes. I guess what I meant like that more was like when I am producing these songs, I'm producing them like to a point where it's like you could take them and just play them as they are. Like if people say like, oh, you should do this instead, I'm not going to be like some fucking band directing Nazi. Yeah. Like, but like the songs that when like in the final versions of your songs on – in logic, the projects like were impossible for the five of us to play with the yeah. equipment we had. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's all I meant by that is like uh, when I'm recording, like, with the exception of maybe like m- sometimes I might have three guitars layered or t- over top of each other or something like that. Like for the most part, I don't know how like insanely uh, you're uh, saying uh, in yeah, depth gotcha. the productions gotcha. are going to be. They might be like very stripped down on a lot of the songs, I think. But you know, I might start producing and then just start putting wacky shit everywhere and then it'll end up being the same story so who knows
1: but yeah like i get what you mean i was talking Um, i was thinking about it because i just watched a foo fighters documentary with dave Grohl, and he was talking about like the foo fighters wouldn't be the foo fighters unless every member of the band in the foo fighters was in it you know what i mean like mm -hmm. unless you had i don't know any other names the drummer for the Foo Fighters. And you had... <laughs> and you had... <laughs> you know what I mean? If all those people weren't in it, the sound would be different. And I think that's so important when you play in a band. Like, it, the sound's going to be different. Yeah. The way you play guitar is different than the way uh, whoever plays guitar. I mean, like... And yeah, that think about how like
0: different it was when we switched instruments from and- for objects. Or
1: also how... Like, when Andrew was was playing and then Chris ended up coming and playing. Like, it's there. It's very different. Um, so... <laughs> yeah. Picking your band members is a really important thing. And you need to be, especially when you're, if you're all writing music together, it's easier to do that. But like when you come with, like when I came to you guys, like these are the songs. This is what they sound like when I recorded them. This is I have some ideas of what needs to stay, but like yes. I needed to trust you guys. You know, I couldn't just be a fucking band director nazi i needed to have like enough trust in you guys and your musical ability to just be like these are some ideas roll with them and then let's see where it goes and have everybody it's
0: it's it's all about like just patience too because it's like if you play through it and you don't like something like people are aren't gonna be like fuck you like we're you know that's what i mean we're not gonna do what you want with your songs like it's just yeah Exactly. And, uh, you know, those rehearsals were pretty efficient, too, thinking mm-hmm. about it, like, learning the songs, like, relatively quick. Those, that, they were. this cool.
1: past couple m- month or so has been the most efficient and, like, real band feeling I feel like we've ever had. Like, when we were in Olympic formal with Jake, band rehearsals never fucking went like that. Yeah. Like, we're just like, all right, like, come over. All right. Let's play song and then we would just end up jamming for 15 minutes and then be like i right, you want to run that other one that we don't have a name for that we kind of just thought of last week you know stop and it don't sh-
0: shut don't, your mouth the songs don't, were good don't, don't get me wrong don't tell anybody about that. Listen, okay. It was the Fans most of professional, the professional. It was the most professional group. Fans of the ever podcast. Of. If
1: you listen Before. to the Olympic Formal EP on SoundCloud, just know that each one of those songs took like two or three takes. Each take totally fucking different.
0: No, they were all <laughs> exactly the same, note for note, every single time. And
1: uh, I think I think it's cooler that that each I take transcribed
0: was all of them on staff paper, <laughs> and we played it. Exactly like that For yeah. every
1: take Anyway people uh, I chipped my tooth This uh, this weekend This past weekend mm-hmm. I want to tell the world about that It's fixed now If you can see um, I don't know I w- Like why Why did you get it fixed
0: right away? Dude like- I don't know I all Why right, couldn't so what, you wait until, like, so winter break and then, like, everybody could have come home from school and then you get it fixed, like, the fifth day of winter break and everybody gets, like, a little bit of time to, like, crack jokes and, like, you get to squirt beer at
1: somebody through the hole. So It's really well done, though. I like, know. Fuck. All right. So I'll put a picture <laughs> here. This is what it looked like. And now this is what it looks like. Uh, and it's it's honestly really yeah, impressive.
0: Like come out and, like, smile at the no, I, or I'll, something. Oh you, my, you just, already you, just, you miss ah. I mean you
1: can't see it, but they just I'll do it again. Here's what it looked like. <laughs> Here's what it looks like now. So the fucking dentist did an amazing job. Um what happened was there was an experimental dental floss by Colgate. And no. I I think it was a combination effort. So
0: Oh my god. The Jesus the, You're such an idiot. Why? <laughs> It's alright, whatever. Tell, what the, happened tell was people what happened
1: opinion. was I was at a party with Carl drinking. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Carl had this like Nerf gun. And I was taking a sip of my uh 40, and Carl pointed the nerf gun at my face, and I like flinched as I was sipping, and my like half my tooth it just oh well wait instantly it just felt like oh there's toenails in my mouth oh wait no that's my fucking teeth teeth. um Uh. but what i think happened was because i really didn't hit myself that hard with the 40 there's a video of during rehearsal um when i was filming rehearsal where the mic stand was out here and i was i was you know feeling it and i like came in really fast to try to like you know I got really scared that I um, I felt like I was about to hit myself and I was gonna break my tooth again and I like came in really fast and I smacked my tooth on the on the metal.
0: You can't. Dude, tell. you can't was, fucking I, tell. What, which tooth was it? This, this like, one. That. It was the one on the right. Yeah.
1: Or your left.
0: Yeah. Wow. It looks like healthier than well, the other tooth. Like it's oh, like yeah.
1: solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like. He also so there was a little gap, and the one was like a little more forward than the other, and he fixed that. So I'm thinking about smashing the rest of my teeth so I can get my my mouth all straightened. Straightened,
0: yeah. I could use that.
1: Yeah, but yeah. So (coughs) I break my tooth on Friday. I do the show on Saturday with a lisp. It wasn't really a lisp; it was just like a lot of air. A was, gap tooth. A lot of air was going through. I had a gap tooth, and I like kind of forgot that I had. And I was like introducing myself to people, like, "Hey, how are you?" And I could see people like, oh, "What the fuck is wrong with this <laughs> kid? Um, what kind of fucking crackhead is playing this house show?" That's awesome. Um, oh my god. Saturday I played the show, and then, um, you know, told my mama. I said, "Mama, I done goofed," and she's like, "All right, I got an appointment for Tuesday." Um, and I, g- I walk into the fucking dentist office and this dude sits down and is just like, all right, let's get you numbed up. And I was like, whoa, whoa, doc, let's, uh, let's get some options here. Cause my dad's half sister is a, uh, she's a dental assistant and she was saying like, there's a couple different options. There's like, they just basically can like glue a little piece on there or they can like crown it, which is like cut all the tooth off and then put something on there but that looks shitty like when you get older because your gums are seed next thing you know you got a fucking weird ass tooth or there's like the one when they pull it all out and then you just get you kind of stick one up there and you can kind of take it in and out and uh you know i didn't want that because like i don't know i'd be like lauren like like lauren (laughs) i'd be like having sex and my fucking tooth would be flying out or something something real sexy like that i don't know so anyway i go in he's like all right let's get you numbed up he fucking, um, sitting there for about an hour, and he's, you know, belt sanders and shit. And
0: yeah, he, like, saw it, like, sanded down a little he bit. He, like, sanded
1: it down, then he put a little piece on there, and then sanded that, and, like, matched the color, and, uh, it feels just like a regular tooth. Like, I saw it in the mirror, he showed me, and it looked fine, but, like, the back felt weird, and then he went back in for a, for seconds, and then just, like, smoothed that out, and, like... I want I, I don't know this dude's name. Like, I don't know if anyone needs a fucking dentist who can fix a tooth. Go to this guy because he's fucking awesome. Uh, and he was saying, he's like, he's like, you're lucky. Most dentists can't do this. So, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, he said that to you.
1: He said that to me. What a prick. Yeah, it was a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did do a really fucking good job. So, tooth is fixed. No longer have a, <laughs> a whistle. A whistle. Um Yeah. The show went well? It went just, awesome. Despite It was so fun too, man. Like just like well, That's that was my t- well, playing wise. Everybody played fine. We didn't that wasn't those weren't like the best run-throughs we've ever done of the songs. Like
0: It's always strange like what the energy of the room and the show will do to your performance or the, like, circumstances and how they change. Like, mm-hmm. <coughs> I feel like the only way to, like, be consistently awesome at, like, doing shows isn't just rehearsing at home. It's just doing no. a ton of shows. Exactly. Because, like, you get used to, like, the circumstances changing and then yep. you can literally just, like, always consistently play no matter what happens. Exactly. Um. So, like, it's so weird because it's, like, we practiced those songs through and through so many times, ran through them so many times, P- like nailed it earlier that day at rehearsal mm-hmm. in our house.
1: We killed it the rehearsal.
0: And then like just fuck ups like with ending the songs because that was also
1: due to the fact that like Noah and Joe could not hear us at all. Yeah. So it really, um, but, but also what you're saying, just like you're excited and you, you, you know, you like, kinda, I got, you just, I got excited and I didn't change the clav sound to the roads, the roads, yeah. like little stuff like that. And I can't remember if we talked about this on the last podcast. I hope we didn't, because I want to talk about it. But one of the things that... uh, We definitely did. We definitely didn't. One of the things that I've been thinking about is the idea of, like, bands going a little old school to, like, grow fan bases and and get good. Um, You know... Business cards. Business (laughs) cards. Yeah, get a (laughs) business card. No, like, before the internet, like, when you... (coughs) <coughs> you want to stop that? That's really shaking me
0: it's, Yeah, it's shaking
1: the whole room Yeah, actually. I know <laughs> This house is not put together well <laughs> Let's not push it um, Like everything here is <laughs> bouncing up and down <laughs> Um, But you know, old school, before the internet Like when you started a band You rehearsed some songs And you played everywhere you could And that's how you grew a fan base, right? Yeah And then eventually you put out a record And now what happens is like You want to be a artist You record an EP and put it on SoundCloud and try to get your social media following up first. And, like, I know I've fallen victim to that. Be like, the internet trumps all, bro. But, and I'm not saying the internet doesn't matter. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm just saying that I think people lose sight of, like, the value in going out and playing. Because that's how I find a lot of the bands that I like is, like, a band opening up for a band that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. I always, like, give those bands, like, a decent amount of time on Spotify or whatever to like actually listen to their music. Yeah. Um, And I would never give that amount of time to someone I found on Instagram. And that might just be me, but I feel like that's with a lot of people. And I think that, you know, Matt, our friend Matt, um, he's in a band and they're like, you know, getting a solid fan base, but it's not because of, you know, them making a hit song or making a dance challenge on YouTube to one of their singles. It's because... They started out by like being a cover they started out as a cover band, right? And still are. Well, they still to like are, a but large like extent, but yeah. like they Yeah. They I mean, started out playing at bars for money <laughs> and took, entertaining yeah. like
0: a ton of people.
1: Yeah. And, like, and then they got really good and then they mixed in their own songs and now they have a fan base of their own songs and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. they also got really fucking good because they play out so much and they play mm-hmm. at bars so much. And like the like the same thing we were talking about, like the energy of the room that doesn't, that's nowhere near is going to affect Matt and his crew nearly as much as it affects us. Just because like you said before, they've played so many different rooms, so many different nights once, you know, you know, it, just what you were saying. Yeah. I think there's real value in playing fucking everywhere you can. Um, And to be honest with you, like growing up and researching what musicians do to like become musicians and like, all that stuff. One of the things I really overlooked was like booking shows. We didn't like, that wasn't something I like really thought about that much. It was more about how to get studio time and how to, how to put your music out and stuff like that and whatever. Um, and now I'm, I'm really interested because now I'm older and I did all that. Like I'm a very obsessive person. So like when I wanted to be in a band and I wanted to like know how to set up like your social media pages and how to like, how to push your, content online i researched the fuck out of it right and now and that was always really fun for me because i I like getting obsessed over something and researching hours and hours and hours and now i'm kind of like getting back into that with figuring out okay how can i play the most shows fucking possible Mm -hmm. and that's where i'm actually really excited um our friend john he's got that app coming out and i was supposed to talk to him about it you know he's a booker in philly um, he wants to come on, the, he wants to come on the podcast too, to yeah. talk about his app. Um, and I would love, I was talking to him about it a little bit and it's really fucking interesting. Um,
0: it's a, it's a, yeah, it's awesome. I'm just the, my only, I mean, you know, I'll ask him when he gets here. My only like concern, I was thinking about this this morning, actually, when I was getting ready for, for class, I, um, it's like, I love the idea of being able to like just connect immediately with like. People like booking agents at venues and shit like that.
1: Um, Are you worried about a cesspool?
0: No. I'm more... Well, okay. Yeah, I guess. I guess technically that this would kind of be like that. It'd just be like, I know that he has deals with like, you know, hundreds, whatever, thousands of venues, whatever in Philly, multiple cities. I'm just wondering how serious those venues take any musician on that app and what like... Coops, you have to go through to like show that you are legitimate and that you are actually going to put on a good show or whatever they're looking for. Like, I, you know, so I guess that would be kind of like a cesspool because it's like, well, if anybody well, can just download BanGo and use it, like, how serious well that, are those guys exactly, actually? Gonna, that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's a question for John.
1: It is a question for John. And I, I think I have an answer for it. I think he told me about that before, Shh. but I don't want to, I don't want to try to, I don't want to A, butcher it or B, take away content from that, from that uh, interview. But yeah, John, um, John, John'll John'll, John, John let us know. But uh, that was the one thing John. that, and I, I, I do think he gave me an answer for this, but I was, when I first heard about it, I was like, okay, what's stopping me from messaging the electric factory? And just being like, hey, beat my SoundCloud. Like, right. Because I feel like it could end up, just like Instagram DMs, dropping links in my DMs to the SoundCloud. Yeah, but I think that I think he does have a solution. Either way, I don't want to I don't want to put words in John's mouth. But John will come on the podcast, and he's going to talk about his app, and it's really fucking interesting. And We're also going to have Andre come on, Suave at some point. At some point, we're like Whenever. we will have guests. I promise. The guests will be here. It's just a matter of uh, we we're. If anybody wants to donate,
0: we'll. Uh, yeah, we ben will, we'll fam. accept donations. though so if you want more people,
1: if anybody, if we people, can, if we'll people have
0: them sit right here on a tiny, like child sized little bench. So their head's about like right here. So we can put our
1: hand on top,
0: and we'll give them, we'll give them a, a like a really tiny microphone, like on one a, of those like, Bob on, like, Barker microphones, yeah. the real
1: skinny ones with the little dot on top. Yeah, but we just
0: need money to buy those two things, and then we're good. So you know. So if you guys wanna just throw I'm pretty us sure
1: everyone who watches this knows us, so just text me.
0: Yeah. And
1: uh <laughs> <laughs> n- yeah. you know money. Donate guys. Yeah. Go on. For for charity. Do it do it for the kids. There, uh, do it for the any kids. Final thoughts that you have. Any final thoughts that I have? Um uh, no, not to not not for today. Um no, how about you?
0: I think I'm. I think I. Yeah. I think I said everything I needed to. Yep.
1: All right. Well, uh, see you, dude. See you, dude. M- mic drop.
0: Oh, God. Oh. Oh.